This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, final day from beautiful Ritz Carlton, a great home this week. Really enjoyed the penthouse suite there with the commish. Really nice. We continue to stream live on the ESPN app. Oh, there it is. I see it right there. Yep. That's it. That's your room? Uh, that's my wing. Your wing. Got Excuse it. me. Yeah, yeah, wing, yeah. Mr. Durham. Again, the commission to my left. Nobody I was on to my three. right. Apparently, Packer was up top. Yep, that's there right. You go. Gotta have a special card to get up there. I mean, the commission is good. Uh, we have so many guests today yeah. on the show. Uh, but we've got the man making an appearance now, yeah. the commissioner of the ACC, to be Jim yeah. Phillips, who, by the way, Today makes his 10th appearance. Oh, my goodness. And what happens when you hit the 10 mark? You're part of the 10 mug club. This, (laughs) the Packer and Durham mug. Luminary. Pass it down to the domain. Now, there are a couple rules with this. Okay. Yeah. First of all, you cannot put this in the dishwasher. No. It has to be hand-washed. Hand-washed. Like the china. It it is just like fine china. Yes. But really, if you you put it in the dishwasher, it becomes the Czechoslovakian mug because the letters (laughs) will will fall off. You're only allowed to have consonants left after two washings in the dishwasher. So you get every 10 appearances, you get the mug. There it is. Thank you. From us to you. How's that? Thank you. Yeah. So I thought it pretty even. It's kind of an easy, even swap. I Three mean, you get a mug, here. and I got the penthouse suite That's up there. Right. <laughs> Been great. I was on the first floor. Next, yeah. to, next to the elevator. That's right. right. Pat got oh, you were, so yeah. that's not you next <laughs> door. That is not me. Oh, that is not well, me I tell you what, <laughs> I feel so much better to know that news. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. So, uh, How you been? Great. Busy? A little bit? Tremendous. Slightly? Just a tremendous three days, and you, you guys have done a wonderful job covering it. There's nothing like being together. Yeah. Right. Oh, we, sure. we, we were all really busy. Zoom and WebEx and all those are functional tools that we're utilizing in today's world. But there's not there's nothing like being in the same room and talking about issues, talking about the future of the ACC, talking about the excitement we have with our league and teams and schools. So it's been a tremendous time here in Amelia Island. Uh, being in person for the first time really in three years for this group. Uh, but being in person for the first time in your administration, the personalities in the room, the, the face-to-face commentary, the face-to-face talk about discussions and issues. Where did you want to start with this, though, in your first spring meeting? Well, we were wall-to-wall, Wes, with structured you know, time to talk about issues and to talk about the things that we want to get accomplished. But there were a lot of organic opportunities, which I think are really important in between meetings, some of the social functions that we had. Um, But it is it was even better than I thought it could be. We've had meetings, certainly in my first 16 months, that I think have been very productive, highly productive. This has been the best get together that we've had. And uh, it is interesting to see the dynamics in a room. You don't quite get that through through some of the other ways that we've been communicating but but you see the voices and you see the passion that people have about the acc so again just a tremendous week down here uh one of the things you discussed yesterday was the ncaa we need to define it what is it what's the role what's the purpose um i'm gonna allow you to do that right now how would you define it what do you think what do you think the next step is big picture well i think we have to continue our work in the transformation committee and and i'm proud of Um, what's been done to date. You have to listen to the membership. 
I think we've talked about before, 300 and now 61 schools yeah. in Division One that don't look the same. I think you're, you know, you'll see some opportunity for some deregulation and those that are higher resource can maybe do a few more things, those that aren't. I think that binds us together though are the championships and specifically men's basketball. Um, and we still have a runway there of connectivity. And, and I think it's healthy for us to stay together where we can stay together. But I've also talked openly uh, before and, and yesterday with, with some of the media folks about we, we need to take a look at football outside the current model. And we've had this slow creep of football kind of standing on its own. I mean, we have a championship for it, um, you know, postseason. Uh, we have a structure that's already been started. So what, 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 what is best for the, for the um, future of college football? We know that that's a separation point for us uh, within Division One, We have 10 conferences in Notre Dame, uh, so 131 schools that, that have dedicated 85 scholarships and certain resources for the sport of football. And we, re we have to remember that, that that allows us to have these broad-based programs. So, it, it, you know, if we're still interested in having 27, 28 sports, which we absolutely are, and I know other conferences are in the ACC, um, then we need to take a look at what we do with the sport of football. I feel a lot of frustration from our coaches, our student athletes, our athletic directors, that we can't do some of the things we'd like to do with football, like two extra days in the fall to prepare for the season, right? We have a group of walk-ons um, and, and young men that are part of programs that we have to disinvite. They're with us all summer, and then based on the rules, we have to disinvite them to camp and 14 days of nutrition and training. So it, that just doesn't fit. It, it, it just doesn't. And, and so the, the last thing I'll say is, you know, there's been talk about breakaway and all that. I, I don't see that in the next several years. Or, you know, I, I think, you know, over the next decade, I, I think we're pretty strong in college athletics. We have issues, but I think we're pretty strong. And, and part of this ends up being your compass about what your responsibility is to the greater good of higher education in college sports. We have 500,000 student athletes that benefit each and every day from access and affordability to higher education. And then that leads to opportunity in life. I, I, I don't know that a lot of us want to run away from that, but what we do want to be able to do is control where we're at and ha be able to provide the resources necessary and treat our student athletes the way we'd like to treat them in some of the areas I just described. Commissioner, are, are you, I'm again, it's probably, crazy question, but are, are you frustrated at all that the word education has not been used more often in conversation when it comes to the transfer portal, name, image, and likeness? Because those numbers the NCAA yeah, put out for the transfer portal are startling. When you talk about 70% of all student-athletes that have jumped into the transfer portal beginning August 19th to July 21 are looking for, where did it go? Not only am I not competing, I just gave away a free scholarship to get an education. I don't hear the word education used nearly enough in these conversations. I, I couldn't say it any better, Pac. I, I, I completely agree. Uh, and we've gone from focusing on education to the entertainment piece of the thing. And there, there has to be a recorrection back to the center of this where you can marry, marry sport and education. No one wants to pay attention to the numbers. 98% plus aren't gonna play professional sports. We wanna focus on the minority group per se, as far as the 2% or 1% of those that can play sport. And we want them to, to, to go on to play major league 
professional sports in whatever that area. So we're not interested in, in inhibiting anyone from pursuing those dreams. The future of college athletics needs to and must be tethered to education, graduation, and the opportunity for young people to change their life based on what you just described, academics. But isn't it also an issue where this model, no matter where it goes, is not built for unionization. I mean, and yeah. you know better than most. You sat on the front line of that at Northwestern. It's not built for unionization. It's not built for a salary cap. It's not built for a collective bargaining agreement. And yet, seemingly, the last, what, 100 days, we keep churning in that direction. And you know how that world works. You know professional sports as well as you know the amateur model. It just feels like if we don't get there, and Bubba Cunningham said, what, three months ago? that NIL could be two or three years down the road before we have regulations. I'm not sure we can wait that long. And I think that statement, along with some others that have come out, have kind of panicked your fans, panicked your supporters about what this model is. I'm one of them. I've been blessed to spend my whole life kind of covering this. And I'm really concerned about the next three to five years here. I am too. We all are. We all are. And it, is, it has been that, that uh, slow creep, as you, you, you described, Wes. This is not employee-employer relationship. It isn't. Flat out, it just isn't. Um, and I know how our ACC presidents and chancellors feel. And if we go in that direction, then, then I think everyone's got to kind of, you know, focus on what they want to do. But, but this idea that, that it's a transactional kind of arrangement is, is, is just wrong. The other piece, the second part of what you, what you indicated, the name, image, and likeness, I think it was... I think it was um, striking to hear what the Board of Governors came out with on Monday. And, and I, I, I've, I very much value the work that they've done. They've been terrific. And we have a superstar on that group with Randy Woodson from North Carolina State. Um, but they said specifically, we're going to follow the most egregious areas within NIL. Um, and we're asking the NCAA enforcement staff to move forward on that. And that, that to me says an awful lot, not all NIL deals, but the most egregious because it is so populated the system already. Right. Um, and certainly um, we don't wanna break laws and rules and legislation that's out there, uh, but, but it is something that I don't think we're going to have national legislation, which we really need if we're gonna have level playing field and if we're gonna have national competition, you have to have some rules of engagement. We've, that's been the history of college athletics. We may not always agree with the rules, sometimes folks break the rules and we hold them accountable, but not to have rules in that space really hurts college athletics. Commissioner, when, when that came out Monday, I read it, everybody did it. Now, we've been down here, we've been talking about it for four days, we've been talking about it for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. But I read that Monday and it sounded great, right? Terrific. Now, can you walk the walk? Right. I, I think at some point in time, I think there's reached a point for fans, coaches, even players, even administrators. Hey, you know what? If somebody's out there blatantly breaking the rules, eventually you got to use and say, guess what? We're going to use this as an example. We mean this. I mean, you can talk it all day, but can you walk it? Can you actually enforce this? Because let's be honest, the NCAA, when it comes to going to court, has not had a great run here lately. It's been ugly. Can they walk the walk when it comes to enforcement? We all hope so. And, and we're the NCAA, so I, I also feel we have a responsibility, right? It's not just Indianapolis that got us in this position. I've been around it for a long time, so all of our fingerprints are on it. So we're all, we all should be held accountable for where we're at right now. 
Um, and I, I trust that that will happen, that the, the enforcement group uh, in Indianapolis will respond accordingly to what the Board of Governors came out with on Monday. All right, we're going to take a break. Commissioner Jim Phillips with us. Uh, he'll stay with us on the other side. We'll come back. Uh, let's see, schedule model next. You only get that. We'll touch we got a lot to cover. We're going to get to some other stuff. And by the way, you think this has been busy for him? The best is yet to come for the commissioner. He's got some stuff going on. We'll touch on that as well. We continue live from uh, Amelia Island at the ACC Spring Meetings on ACC Network. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham, and here's my guy. Uh, we showed this guy on uh, Tuesday. We haven't seen him since. I worried that the Gator might have gotten the upper hand and we lost him, but apparently he's back. Uh, and I said the other day, this is why you go get an education, so you don't have this guy's job. I mean, this does not look like I can't wait to get out of bed and go to work today. Yeah, you uh, won't see him around Amelia Allen. No yeah. way. We got business to attend to. We got the commissioner of the ACC hanging out with us for another segment. That's Scott Strickland. I mean, he does run the Gators, right? <laughs> Don't go there. I'm Don't sorry. go there. All right. Uh, the commissioner with us here for the remainder of this uh, of this half hour. Um, the schedule in football has been much discussed here. Uh, you said yesterday to the media. There are a couple versions of it. You want to share it with TV partners. You want to share the idea. Take us through what you're comfortable with on the conversation between the coaches and the ADs on the 3-5-5. Three, three permanent opponents, five one year, the other five the next year. To me, as a, as a traditionalist by nature, it sounds like the best way to fit what your league is going to do with the potential bigger picture nationally couple things. One is um, I asked everyone 16 months ago to be patient with the new commissioner because he would ask why we did certain things yeah. and not in a judgmental way just more from an educational standpoint and I think things like scheduling football scheduling this particular instance should be reflected on um, and where we've gone in the past maybe is where we go in the future or maybe we take a turn and so listening over the last 12 months or so, I could feel that you know, we weren't getting to different places. Schools weren't getting up north from down south and vice versa. Um, and th that leads to some really nice rivalries, et cetera, because you play similar teams year in, year out. Uh, but then as we started to kind of go through it and objectively look at it, it started to kind of get some momentum. And in the end, I think there's some really good possibilities with this new potential model. And we'll do what the membership wants. So I want to listen to the coaches and ultimately the ADs will decide. Uh, and I've tried to lead them objectively in, in some of these discussions. But a chance for our student athletes to play every school within a four year period, kind of cool, right? Yep. Um, a chance to create some new rivalries, a chance to create uh, maybe some, some newer marquee games, some programs that maybe when we started the current schedule, weren't as maybe as competitive as they are now. Uh, so I, I think the, the discussion has been really healthy. I think there's movement to go in that direction. We do want to talk to our TV partners. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever please everybody in a room of 14. I know that coming from a family of 10, right? That just was impossible. <laughs> Eventually mom and dad, have, you know, made the decision. So uh, it was, it's really, I think, important for us to continue to look at ways creatively that may make some sense that is also good for the fans. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I said. I said that when we were discussing all these schedule models. I think anything would be an upgrade where you get a chance to see people within your own league on a more consistent basis. I mean, the fact that you have two great brands like Florida State and Virginia Tech, and Florida State's not been to Blacksburg for a football game since 2012, that can't happen. I mean, it really makes zero sense. Two great fan bases, two great venues, whatever the case may be, they need to play more than than once every 10, 12 years, yeah, right? Dave, Dave Lawson has told us that he's never coached against Miami, right? right. And since he's been at Wake. He's supposed to play during the yeah. pandemic year. The game didn't happen, but Wake's never played Miami, and he's been there nearly a decade. One of the things you emphasized uh, since you got here was, hey, football is going to be key. I mean, this is a basketball league. We're true to our roots. We get all that stuff, but football's got to be a priority. Uh, you mentioned 16 months on the job here. What needs to happen in football? would be a perfect case scenario for you moving forward from an ACC football perspective? We got to continue to support our football coaches and our football programs. I'm really pleased with what I'm seeing from campus to campus. We also have to do it from a, uh, a conference standpoint. Thrilled about the Comcast extension that we were able to, to get done to now have the, the ability to be in 91 million homes. Um, that will also be good for us financially and, and obviously um, you know, the resources back to the campuses, they'll decide what to do with it. I'm sure they'll continue to invest with football. We got to win more, right? I mean, that's just plain and simple. We've talked about it. It doesn't matter if it's football or basketball or lacrosse or any of the sports we're playing. You got to win in non-conference. That's kind of sets a little bit of the tone of, of perspective and how people think. Not fair all the time. It just isn't. And I think we saw that with men's basketball. But it is the reality of the world we live in. When you cross-pollinate across conferences, people really pay attention. And then when they get in the conference, it's a little bit of beating up on each other. So that, to me, is the perfect you know, scenario moving forward. I'm pleased with what I've seen in these first 16 months with football. I think we've got great leadership. We've added four really good coaches to the room um, of 14. And uh, I'm excited about the upcoming schedule, both non-conference and conference games. So, we're, we're on the right track from a football standpoint. Uh, you have been uh, omnipresent with championships and uh, contest games, things like that. I started with that cross-country championship. Well, you were aware of that? Yeah, there we <laughs> the rabbit. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that rabbit, the world-famous rabbit. Um, as we get to the end of this academic year, uh, what do you think of where this is? I mean, you, you said 16 months. You've now seen it cycle through for, a, for an athletic calendar academic calendar. What do you think? Where, where are we? What are you most pleased with? This is just an amazing league. Mm. It's inc- I, I just think it's incredible. Um, the quality of young people, student athletes first and foremost, that you can have it all in our league. You, you can go and get a prestigious world-class degree and you can also kick butt on the, on the, on the field of competition. You can go out in the community and make a difference. Yeah. Social justice causes or anything that's of interest to you. Uh, it's been even more impressive than I believed it to be. And I really had high standards coming in because I had known the ACC from afar and, and never had been entrenched in it. And so you come in with open eyes and, and, and uh, you know, open mind. But it's been so impressive to me to see all of this. And, and I, I, I've said this before, I, I just really give uh, credit to Commissioner Swalford, who was here, t- you know, two decades plus, and, and, and Gene Corrigan, and Jim Weaver, um, you know, and Mr. James. I, I just, 
I just think this thing doesn't happen by accident, right? 69 years of a brilliant conference. And it looks different, right, from the seven that started in 1953 to, to now our 15. Um, I'm really honored to be in this role. All right, you have 30 seconds. Hardest question you're going to get. Critique our network. Growing, <laughs> yeah. growing, getting better, right? It's still in the infancy stage. I love the platform. I really do. Um, and I'm, I'm bullish on what, where that is headed as well. But, but we're, we're, we're all kind of going through this thing together. And the pandemic didn't help. Um, but it is a beautiful place to tell our story. And certainly, as I say to you guys, I really appreciate, we really appreciate the work that you do each and every day as you anchor this thing for us. All right, all right get out of here. Good it. to see you. Good to see you guys. Best always, thank you. Enjoy the mug. You got it. Congrats yeah. on all the uh, big ceremonies All the commencements and all the, guys. Yeah, yeah busy excited time about that. Phillips. All right, when we come back, Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson, the champion of the Atlantic from a year ago, he will join us next on the porch at Amelia Allen. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham continues from the patio. And we have the defender of the Atlantic Division, Gator Bowl champs. He gets around Jacksonville, just feels like a winner. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Dave Clawson, how are you? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you live and yeah. nice weather and we got a good breeze going and easier to enjoy Amelia Island this time. We stayed right down the, the road when we were in the Gator Bowl, which was a, a great experience for our players. So it's nice to be back and you don't have the stress of a game. All right. The spring meetings are a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, you became the chair of the football coaches committee in 2019. Is that right? Correct. Then the pandemic hit. Then there was a commissioner change. So what was supposed to be a one-year term became a three-year term? Congratulations. You, you may have already set some sort of ACC precedent there. No, I'm a three-year survivor. <laughs> <laughs> managed to keep my job in the process, which is another bonus. So, uh, But, you know, it's – it's a lot of work, but it's been fun. And I really think uh, the pandemic mm -hmm. really kind of unified our, our coaches that we got together and we did everything we did in 20 to save the season. And I, I think a camaraderie developed that continues to this day. So it's, you know, again, it was a lot of work, but it's been a very rewarding experience. You know, you mentioned playing in the Gator Bowl. I, I think that in a sense too showed how everybody just said, hey, you got to man up because you're going to play A&M. They could make it happen. Hey, Rutgers says, let's go play. I mean, that would have been an easy, hey, we're not going to be able to play a bowl game. But the fact that people say, listen, let's make the effort to go get it done, you've seen it not only within the league, but you've also seen it around the country. Well, it's two years in a row that our players chose to keep playing, which I was really proud of. Mm -hmm. and, and I certainly give Greg Schiano and Rutgers a lot of credit. You know, Greg's a, a good football coach, and he thinks long-term, and he knows – he was at a disadvantage for that game, but having the bowl experience was good for his program. And so, again, I have a lot of respect for Greg and Rutgers that they were willing to take that game. And, you know, they certainly gave us a scare early. Uh, but that was a tough couple of weeks. Usually bowl game is kind of chill. You get the game plan done early, and then, <laughs> bang, a week before you got your game plan done, you got a whole new opponent. All right. So, pack his own record, Dave, from uh, about – three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, the Atlantic division is going to be a fist fight this year. Uh, we all know Clemson's brand. We know what Davo's done. 11 years of 
straight years of 10 or more. Uh, NC State had a good year. You had a great year, won the division. Louisville brings back Malik Cunningham, who's electric. Sean Tucker comes back at Syracuse. Phil Dracovic at Boston College. I mean, there, there's no let up in your division. We don't know what the schedule beyond this year is going to look like and how divisions play, but this year, the Atlantic looks like, would you say, the most underrated? I think it's going to be the most underrated division in college football. I mean, the SEC West is great. The Big Ten East is great. And everybody will rah, rah, and should. They're really good teams. But this conference, that particular division, I think it's going to have three top 15 teams. And then I think the Florida States, the Louisville, the BCs, they're going to be a problem. Everybody's got quarterbacks. Yeah. And Dino's got enough to absolutely scare you to half to death, too. I, I agree. I mean, you look back at last year, and – I mean, Syracuse, we had to go to overtime to win that game, and that easily could have gone the other way. Against Louisville, we kick a last-second field goal. Uh, I think Mike's doing a great job at Florida State building them back, and, you know, it's year three, and that's a lot of times the year it starts turning. And Jeff Halfley's done an outstanding job at BC. So, you know, when people start talking about, hey, it's Clemson and NC State, you know, you can't overlook any of those other four teams. They're all – Good programs with excellent coaches. And, you know, it wasn't like any of those games was easy a year ago. And they got a lot of players back, too. Yeah. Um, you came in talking about sustainability with your program. You, are you there? Do you feel like you're, I know you, you're never there. But are you there? Are you where you want to be from a sustainability process year to year with Wake Forest? I don't think you're ever there. Or if you ever allow yourself to think you're there. Mm. It'll probably, I mean, this profession and sport can humble you in a heartbeat. And so we're, we're proud of what we've accomplished, but I, I don't think we're ever going to feel like the program is where we want it. Um, you know, we, we want to be a, a top 10, top 10, 15 program every year, not just one year. We don't want, just like they didn't want 06 to be a, you know, a blip on the radar, we don't want 21. Okay. Um, and again, saying things like that is one thing, doing it's a lot harder, especially in the conference in the division we're in. Does it tick you off when people immediately give the, the Clemson NC State thing? I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean I, listen, look, look me in the eye. <laughs> I mean, you guys have worked your tails off, yeah. right? And you got a really good foot, not a team, program. It's a big difference that we had a good team versus a good program. You built a great program. Because guys graduate, they, they do all the work you're supposed to do. Oh, by the way, we're more than just competitive on game days. But does it bother you when you hear national media go, oh, yeah, it's a Clemson NC State thing? Now look it, in the it, eye. No, it, I'll look <laughs> in the eye. It, it doesn't. I mean, it, it gives us a chip on our shoulder. I think in a lot of ways it helps our program. I think it bothers me more when some of our players don't get the respect and the accolades that they've earned. I mean, last year, Kenny Pickett was a you know, first-round pick and a Heisman Trophy finalist, and he was the first-team All-ACC quarterback. Who was the second-team All-ACC quarterback? Sam Hartman. And yet, when people put out quarterback lists and they list him as the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the league, Sam deserves more respect than that. Yeah. I mean, he was deemed the second-best quarterback in the league a year ago. I mean, he didn't get worse. He's only going to get better. And again, not that other teams don't have great quarterbacks, but when I see lists and he's in that second tier, um, he, he's earned more respect than that. Um, and you know, we've got 20 starters back. Yeah. So uh, now we'll have new challenges, right? You go from people not expecting things, and now there's expectations. But those are good problems. Uh, those are 
challenges that we invite in our program because that means that we've accomplished something and there is a certain level of respect. By the way, just as a follow-up with that, you know, and Wes and I have talked about this ad nauseum last year. The league last year had the best collection of quarterbacks of anybody in the country. And it's not even a debate. It's not, not only is it not a debate, it wasn't close. When you try to fast forward the clock to 22 and try to project what we've got in the league at the quarterback position, it's scary, isn't it? I mean, it just seems like everybody's got not only players, but experienced players. And of course, you're lucky because you got Sam coming back. But it's crazy how good well, the our, league is. Well, our whole division, I believe, returns their, their starting quarterback. You know, and there's a lot of good ones. I mean, you know, Cunningham and, and Leary and Jehovic and uh, all those guys at all the different schools. Those guys are really good players. Yeah. You know, but it, again, just the people who study the league the closest, which are the coaches, all those guys have all ACC votes. And they said that our guy last year was the second best quarterback. And then when members of the media rank quarterback tiers and who's the best guy and, and our guy doesn't show up till the second page like where does that come from yeah. and again it's th- those things bother me more than where people pick our team well Wes will try to do a better job with that next year <laughs> well again I, I know pack you're you know Wes is more of a field guy you're a little bit more reliant on FPI and things oh yeah like that, so. being the analytical guy than I am as you well know We'll be breaking that down left and right. That's why FBI stands for Free Packer Information. That's oh, all that so means. Good. That is so good. Um, I look at, at, at where this all fits in this league, okay? And we talk about quarterback play. We talk about postseason. Um, let's go bigger picture here. The landscape of this thing is massively changing. Um, you comfortable with it? As a, as a guy who has been through the journey of coaching, you've got a wonderful coaching journey in your career. You okay with where we are here? What are your big concerns about the game and, and the landscape around the game with all the other stuff? You know, I, I think to get and complain is counterproductive. Okay. Um, you know, I think good coaches adjust with the times. You know, there's adjustments going from non-scholarship to scholarship, going from FCS to group of five to power five. And, you know, the, the good coaches will figure it out. And I think whatever the landscape is, I think at this point, we just want to say, okay, what are the rules? Right. Just tell us what they are and whatever they are, we'll work within that framework. Um, it becomes challenging when there isn't a framework. And right now there's not a framework. Mm. So you just got to take your model um, in the way that, you, that we run a program at Wake Forest and just try to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a great institution. Uh, we attract really high caliber players and students. Uh, our model has always been based on retention and development. I don't see that changing no matter what the national landscape is. Mm-hmm. So we just got to take what we do and then try to do it better. Real quick before we let you go, scheduling, I mean, we talked to Dabo yesterday. He's like, man, whatever, man. If we go with three, two, whatever, just let us know who we're playing, when we're going to play, and we're good to go. You kind of feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, whatever they decide we're good with. I mean, uh, you know, those votes every year in the coaches' meeting are split down the middle, and you can imagine how those votes go. (laughs) And that hasn't changed in nine years. Um, So whatever the ADs decide and anything – that can help make our media rights uh, more valuable or have more people watch that gets 
some of those matchups that teams want to see, I think we have to look at. Uh, this will be my ninth year as a head coach in the league, and I have yet to coach against the University of Miami. It's crazy, that, right? That's a problem. You know, yeah. we have kids that we recruit from Florida, and now we were supposed to play them in 20, and that got canceled because of COVID. But, you know, that's we, we have so many great brand names, and I think our student athletes deserve the opportunity to play everybody in the league and see all the different stadiums. And both of the new models they suggested uh, would allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. So in that way, I'm for it. You know, whenever you do that, you miss out on some of the early, early rivalries. You do, but you can't have it all. So you got to pick what's most important. Well, before we let you go, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Uh, you have done a great job, yes. not only as the coach at Wake Forest, but I'm not so sure of all the coaches that we've had. We've had over 800 different guests on our show. I don't think there's another guest that has the subtle, I have the Packer and Durham mug and you don't, the, the job you do every uh, yeah, time, yeah. whether it's at the office or at home, it's a very. It's not like I'm not making a big deal. It's just the subtle Packer and Durham reference on the mug. You do the best very job nice. of anybody in the very league. Very nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad there's something in the league that I rate as number one at. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. The ACC Coach of the Year and leader of the Packer and Durham mug branding program, Dave Clawson. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. You bet. Stay tuned. More from Amelia Island coming up. Packer and Durham on the ACC Network. The parade of guests continue in uh, mere moments here because, Mark, when we come back at the beautiful, fabulous Ritz-Carlton and Amelia Island, it's a different kind of orange for Dan Radakovich now, and it has been since December. I'm just glad he found us. Yeah, we will uh, come back, talk with Dan Radakovich when Packer and Durham from Amelia Island continues in a moment. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham, our final day here. Man, what a great week this has been. And we are now joined by the Director of Athletics at the University of Miami, making his ninth appearance, one away from a mug, Dan We'll see the excitement level. Yeah. The excitement level of the that, mug. That alone will bring him back That's at least it. one yeah, more one time more before time, kickoff. After that, we got... And just to think, we, we started these conversations low the many years ago with you trying to acquire the Clemson house yeah, sign. We've now moved on with Dan. <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's Graham Neff's problem it's now. It's Graham Neff now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you just handed that one right off, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. That and many other things. But before we get started, I, I'm glad you're here, number one. Uh, especially after the story you told us off the air right. about getting a quick start before the sun comes up, nice little walk. I mean, it's, the surroundings here are spectacular. They really are. And, you know, so I've, I've been going on this, uh, one walk for a couple of days, and I said, I'm going to change it up a little bit. So I go into one of the neighborhoods, and I kept walking and walking, and I knew I had meetings this morning. I kept looking at my watch, and I'm like, I can't get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you say, the same house three times? I did. Oh, I saw the same boy. house three times. Oh, so I get on the watch and put in the Ritz-Carlton. I mean, it's only seven stories tall here, you know, right next. I couldn't see it in that neighborhood. Marcy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honey, so, can yeah. you hear me? So I did, I, I finally got out, come back, came back here, and I made it. I made it because I knew I had an appointment with Destiny with you two. Uh, oh, no yeah, doubt. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. us. We're Destiny, all right. There's um, no question about that. So, 
comparatively speaking, the Miami chair from the Clemson chair and the Georgia Tech chair in your 16 ACC spring meetings, what was different for you this time? You know, I think we have, first of all, Commissioner Phillips has kind of you know, pulled things together a little tighter as it relates to oh, sure. the meetings right. and things of that nature. And we have some substantive things to talk about. Yeah. We, I'm sure it's been talked about with the football scheduling and name, image, and likeness, so we don't need to run back over there. But, you know, it's just our business of collegiate athletics continues to narrow, you know. And where before, we never really talked a lot about the business of, of college athletics, we used to, yeah, an, used to. an awful lot. Yeah. Um, but now it's just part of it, the business is is maybe taking over a little bit, and uh, whether it's business from the student athletes' perspective, right. or certainly business from the university's perspective, which was always there. Scheduling, you got a vibe on it, you got a feel, or you <clears throat> good either way. You know, I think that you know I was I'm one of the members with John and Wildhack, Carla, Bubba, and myself with Michael Strickland, kind of working on some of the uh, alternatives. And we've had a number of different, um, many uh, that have hit the hit the floor that that we didn't think was going to work. We think the three five five is a is a really good model. Uh, one of the remaining questions is the divisions or no divisions. Um, I'm a no division guy, but. You know, that's kind of split between the coaches and probably some of the athletic directors, but we'll see. We're, we, we have some time. We can continue to be deliberate on this decision. There's, uh, there's still some opportunity for us to talk it through. All right. I was going to say, just to follow up, it, it seems to me, call me crazy, but, but whether you go two permit, three permit, either one is an upgrade versus what you currently have. Seems that way. Is that, would, that, would that be accurate? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, I think it would depend. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Who are your three? You know, who are your three permanents? So, um, I think from the standpoint of where we are at the University of Miami, we would be happy with where where we are with them. And um, you know, I think that other schools are pretty good. Others, you know, might want to see a tweak here or there, which allows us time right now to be deliberate. Maybe make a tweak or two from those those three opponents, and then uh, get ready to possibly kick it off in this format. And, 2023. All right, two phases to that. How important is then the voice of the television partners, ESPN or anybody else, in seeing kind of how the rotations work? Well, here's the thing. If you're partners with someone, uh, you should ask them. Right. And, you know, that's just part of being a, a positive partnership. So, sure, I know Michael and, and, and uh, John Barrett and the commissioner are going to talk to ESPN about what our uh, what our plans are, and we'll see what their reaction is. Okay. And, you know, if there's any if there's any good suggestions that they could make along the way. All right, now, lo the many year ago, you were an inaugural member of the college football playoff committee. Mm -hmm. You know this thing's going to twelve at some point. We all do. Does this new format, this new model, Dan, in your mind and the way you know that room, does it fit? the ACC for better positioning in an expanded field? You know, I, th I think it does. Okay. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it gives us an opportunity for our good teams to play one another. And if the, if the teams that are playing one another, more often. So, you know, you can have a year where someone's having a great year and you look at their strength of schedule and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So even if they lost the game, you know, they, they have a really good resume to be able to have uh, have the committee give them a good look. So I, th I think it, look, every, every year is unique. So you can't really look at the past and, and predict the future. But 
I think this gives us a good shot. By the way, speaking of the college football playoff committee, uh, Boo Corrigan's going to run that bad boy. What are those conversations like when you get together? Well, I, you know, Boo called me right after he got um, uh, assigned uh, that job, and uh, I told him, I said, Boo, you will never have more fun on a committee than the college football playoff committee. The way Bill Hancock and his group pull all that together, I mean, they're fantastic. Um, and after one year, he, he saw me uh, at the basketball tournament, for example, uh, in, interestingly, and he said, hey, man, that was a great committee. And now he's getting to be the chair, right. yeah. uh, which he gets to uh, stand up there and, and talk and say a lot and talk a lot and say little. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of the role of the chairman, you know, as you, you know, look that, at that. That may be as thankless a oh, job. Oh, my gosh, yeah. When absolutely. it comes to that, that, that un that awkward moment with Reese Davis for me when you sit there and go, hey, here, drum roll, please. Here's our 25. Here's our group. And you got to speak on behalf of everybody else, even though you may have a completely different opinion. People don't remember that. You know, that's right. You watch that and you go, well, man, that's kind of a weird answer. Hey, you got to understand something. You got to speak on behalf of a group where you may have had a completely different vibe for how the actual ranking But it's out. powerful. Oh, no it, doubt. It's, it's a powerful committee. I mean, you, you change uh, the, the lexicon. I mean, who would forget Jeff Long's game control? Oh, right. my God. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Jeff. He's one of my good <laughs> friends. <laughs> but he created a new term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, you have a lot of new in football. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that there is a hire nationally that changed the, you know, changed the tide or the current, if you will, of a program like Mario Cristobal has done it at the University of Miami. Can you kind of tell us what the, what the runoff's been like since January? Mario's fantastic. I mean, he is so relentless to detail. Um, just is, he works all the time. His staff is there. I mean, they are really getting after it. Uh, he's building the organization, you know, and, and I think he's, he's done it really, really well. He's gotten the coaches, the Kevin Steeles, the Charlie Strongs, the Josh Gaddises, you know, to be able to come in and really get ready to, to move forward. Uh, and now it's getting into the rest of his his organization. But it's it's uh, there are three things that he does each day. He recruits, he recruits, and he recruits. And that's that's really important. And and that's you know our job as administrators had and my job particularly hasn't changed from wherever whatever the chair is. You got to give your coaches the the resources to be successful. You have to work with the university. You got to work with your donors. You have to work with. Um, your coaches for to understand exactly what you need to, to have happen. So, um, you know, I'm excited about the future yeah. and how he's going to help mold the, the University of Miami because when, when the University of Miami is good, it really helps the ACC. There is no doubt. We've been beating that drum from day one. I mean, there's certain schools in this league, especially when we start talking about football and the importance of football in the big picture. We just had the commissioner on. He talked about the day he took the job. Hey, football's got to be a right. really critical moment for the conference moving forward. But Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech, three teams, great national brands that have to be good for the league. It's as simple as that. And don't forget your alma mater. Well, I mean, that's a given. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I'm, hey, Clemson, Clemson's been carrying the weight. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you know that, yes. right? I mean, but those are three brands that when you tell me Miami, Florida State, and Virginia Tech are good, Hey, Clemson does their thing. If I can sprinkle in NC State's rocket or Wake Forest or North Carolina or Pitt, hey, the league, the league's off and running. It, that has to happen for the conference. No question. No question. Um, if you were to uh, 
encapsulate the last couple of days of discussion about the business of college athletics and the model. And I know you've, you've seen your colleagues across the country talk about what they think the future lies. Where's Dan Radakovich, a guy who's been at three institutions in this league for sure, but been at others around the country, and you, you kind of have a better feel of landscape as, as much as anybody. What do you think we're looking at here in the next couple of years? I think there's an opening now, you know, with the transformation committee that the NCA has, you know, the fact that President Emmert is, is retiring, um, you know, those kind of changes give, give opportunity. I mean, will, you know, the larger schools kind of move away and, and create their own entity? Will it be an entity for all sports? Will it be an entity for one sport? Um, I think it, the next six to eight months, there'll, there'll be a lot of conversation. Right. Um, I don't know that anyone has a crystal ball that will, will be able to, under, to, to be able to predict it. Um, but I will tell you that those kind of conversations and, and how best to position football specifically you know, into the future, I think those are going to be um, very much top of mind this summer as, as people get together and uh, whether it's at, at different conferences or, or, you know, certainly that committee, but, but just having conversations. I know football has been on the brain scheduling all that stuff, but hey, your baseball team's ranked six in the wow. country. Big series coming up this weekend at Florida State. Uh, we had Jim Laranega on this week with an incredible job, Elite Eight. I mean, your, your sports programs are really on a good run right here. Well, there's no question. And, and look, I came in in, 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 uh, in January. And basketball well, went just like that. Yeah, well, a lot of credit has to go to Blake James. Um, <laughs> Blake did a phenomenal job in helping pull all of that together. So I uh, don't want to uh, not uh, give Blake a little credit for some of the success that's gone on in some of those programs. Uh, but I will let you know... Um, I got a call last night from Patty Rizzo, uh, oh, our, yes. our women's golf coach, and, yeah. and Patty is retiring, oh. so uh, we'll be on the search for a new women's golf coach, but Patty is one of the, she's just one of the best, yep. and just an incredible ambassador for women's golf, and has been great for the University of Miami, but um, she's going to uh, kind of do what we all want to do one day, and, and that's retire. Or work in television. Well, okay. <laughs> um, so you're going to do a football stadium? I know you got some other plans, but it, there's football stadium thing has come up here recently a lot. It, ha it has. Uh, you know, we have a great relationship with Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. It, it's a little, it's a little bit of a jaunt from from campus. Um, but I think the, the the thing that Mario and I have talked about from a primary perspective yeah. is the forever home of Miami football. I mean it. What's happened up to this point has just been some add-ons and mm -hmm. some renovations. I think taking it from, from the ground up and creating a football operations center yeah. that uh, not only the current student athletes would enjoy, but alumni and, and other folks. And, and there are an awful lot of people, not only University of Miami alumni, but alumni from the NFL who live in the South Florida area who come by practice. I mean, w w sometimes we have to put stands up you know because there's so many people at, at practices but um it's it's really a we need that we need that first because that'll take care of 358 days of our student athletes uh, and then we'll kind of go up the road and play in a beautiful stadium for our home games okay good but no more walks right we're gonna head you right to your next meeting that's right and then you go right back it's, to your room no, no door, more neighborhood strolls all right, right? yeah, yeah. 
no people more. across the street that next time it's an HOA seat. <laughs> well, the other, the, just the last thing, I saw a lady in her Labrador three times. Uh, so I, maybe she was lost, too. I have no idea. She wasn't lost. She was calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Good Be to well. see you guys. Thank you. Dan Radakovich, Athletics Director at the University of Miami. We go to the 9 o'clock hour on a Thursday at Amelia Island. Uh, David Teal is next on this program, folks. He will give us some uh, outside perspective on what he's seen at Amelia We'll do that next on the Atlantic Coast Conference Television Network. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.